relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. This episode of the America First podcast with me, Sebastian Gorka, is brought to you by Franklin Armory. Shop freedom, quality, and innovation at franklinarmory.com. Franklin Armory, we are facilitators of freedom. What is it they say about prophets? They're never recognized in their own land. Isn't that the case? Why is the best book, and I mean the very best book, on the greatest nation on God's green earth, America, written by a Frenchman? Isn't that weird? Maybe it takes foreigners to understand what we have here in America. I want to play for you a cut from a rather smart chap who um, understands politics in America, and he doesn't have an American accent. In fact, his accent's a little bit like mine. Play cut. I've got no doubt that Rand Paul or Ronda competently implement a similar agenda. However, it has to be Trump, because Trump is the protagonist of an important moral story whose narrative arc has yet to resolve, and resolve it must. So what this reveals to us is the shape of the cartel that is currently occupying the seats of power in the United States. A gross, corrupted, degenerate, Machiavellian collection of villains who have decided that they cannot live in peace with their fellow countrymen and do not care about the established rules and customs of the republic in which they live. They will break any rule, tell any lie and persecute any citizen as long as it helps them maintain their hold on power. He may go by the nom de plume and the nom de guerre of Sargon of Akkad, but he speaks proper English like what I does. His name is Carl Benjamin, and we're delighted to have you back on America First. Carl, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. All right. Do you still hold what you said about the, the narrative arc of my former boss, that it has to be him in 2024? Do you still hold by that? I do. I, 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 I still would like it to be Trump. Um, I have to say, though, Trump is not playing his cards right, in my opinion. Um, We'll we'll dissect all of that. I want to know what you mean by that. But first things first. So he is Carl Benjamin. He has a superb YouTube channel. He's he's back on Twitter. Elon Musk let him out of jail. You've got to follow him. Carl Benjamin Sargon of a card. I think also you have another channel, The Lotus Eaters, correct, Carl? Yeah, if you uh, if you just look for the podcast of the Lotus Eaters on YouTube, then you'll find us. Okay, good. All right, I want to give you all those blurbs because it's it's good stuff. You guys need to be subscribed. You need to be watching it. But first things first, for those who missed our last chat, which was a while ago, um, you're a bit of an un- unusual chat because I would say that you're a bit of an autodidact. You have very diverse interests politically, philosophically. So would you just intro- you're, you're talking to three million people from California to Texas, from New York to you know Washington, D.C. Tell us a little bit about your political journey and what it is you do today. 
so I was never very political. Uh, I wasn't really interested in politics. I was I was more someone who was enjoying my life and just getting on with things. And then woke politics decided to invade the cultural spaces I enjoyed. And it was one, then another, then another. Then it was in the political system. And then it was just everywhere. And now you can't escape it because all of our societies have become politicized. Uh, and so this this was about eight years ago now, something like that, that I first started making youtube videos just complaining well hang on a second i don't agree with the moral framework that's being presented to me here and you weren't Uh, weren't doing that as a conservative necessarily right no no i i've become a conservative but that's only because i've done the hard work and i've actually taken a look at the political landscape as it lies Uh, i've spent a great deal of time reading leftist theory to understand what they think and what they think is obvious nonsense and then I spent a lot of time after that reading conservative theory to see what they thought. And actually, I find that to be a much more accurate description of reality than what the left have. Uh, and so I'm quite happy to call myself conservative these days. You're very, very well read. This comes across with uh, any of the podcasts, if you listen uh, to your channel. Uh, give me one or two of your favorite conservative philosophers, people who everyone should read. So... I I honestly think that Burke is the most essential starting block of any conservative journey intellectually, uh, because it is in Burke's revulsion to the French Revolution that we see uh, the the, – honestly, I think probably most eloquent uh, explanation. And what I like most about it is he doesn't have any chapters. He's – He's he begin he's intending to write a letter back to a friend of his, but you can tell that he just goes off on a rant that ends up like 300 pages long. And it's just you you can you can feel the passion where he's just like no and this and this and and so he lays out the what what is the conservative vision of what a civilization is? It's yeah. not merely the here and now. It's not merely a social contract where we talk about rights, what we can have. Actually, he brings a very rich perspective into what the past means for the people in the present and what the people in the present owe to the people in the future. And so you've got this deep and three-dimensional connection as to what the civilization you inhabit actually is. And most importantly, he grounds it in sentiments. And I think this is so much more important than we're prepared to give voice to normally. Explain what that means, that he grounds them in sentiments, Carl. Sure. He he grounds it in how we feel about these things. And it's it's very easy to fall into the bench period. Well, facts don't care about your feelings. And that is true. But, also, but, it, but, it, but it's also wrong politically. That's one of my biggest issues. Feelings matter. Facts don't care about exactly. your feelings, but feelings matter in politics. Exactly. I mean, look at look at John Fetterman, right? John Fetterman <laughs> is not. Um, it, it's, it's easy to laugh. No, do I have to look to at him? I mean, do I have to look at him? No, carry on. No. But also, he doesn't come across necessarily as a bad guy. He comes across as a guy who's being puppeteered by others, right? And so he's not dislikable in the way Hillary Clinton is dislikable. You know, people aren't voting against John Fetterman because he's a bad person. He's actually someone maybe they feel a bit sorry for and end up getting positive feelings towards because of that. I mean, one of the reasons that Trump did so well is just because he's so likable and funny. 
and the left knew that him just making jokes was actually killing them. You know, Trump needs to be back in the public sphere uh, making these jokes, frankly, because it's it's one of the most appealing parts about him. But the but the point is the way that we feel about our civilizations is actually really important because we're the ones who have to live in them. Yeah. <laughs> if if our feelings aren't important, whose feelings are? And if right. they're you know someone else's feelings are important, why aren't ours? And if nobody's feelings are important, why are we doing any of this? It's funny what you say about Burke and his significance. So I, I think I was like 14 or 15 years old. And my, my father, who was, you know, he escaped a communist prison, uh, very, very, you know, politically well read. He, he just threw something in randomly. Maybe we were watching a documentary or something. And he said, the French Revolution, the, the bane of modern civilization. And I'm like, the French Revolution? I thought we were supposed to celebrate that. And I didn't realize until about 15 years later that he was coming out of that Burkean mold and exactly what he meant. And if you, if you want to understand the difference between the French Revolution and the antithesis, which is the American, you've got to watch, guys, our uh, hour-long interview with Oz Guinness, the philosopher, because that's you know, a, a, a core of his, his works lately. All right, let's have a little bit of fun first. Um, why were you in Twitter jail? What did you transgress? And are you happy to be back in that slime pit that is Twitter? Well, <laughs> so five years ago, I was, um, I, I mean, I don't want to say under attack because it sounds more dramatic than really <laughs> it is. But th- when you've got an online space, you have to make sure you patrol the boundaries of that space, what you feel is an appropriate form of politics and what you feel is not an f- appropriate form of politics. And I didn't feel that Nazism was an appropriate form of politics. And so I was being rude to Nazis on the Internet to show them that, look, I'm not your man. I'm not interested in whatever you want to call yourselves, uh, white identitarians, Nazis, whatever it is. I'm not a white identitarian. I never have been. And I'm not really interested in being either. Uh, And so they were very rude to me. And so I was being rude back. And Vijaya Gad disapproved of the way that I was being rude back to the Nazis. Hang on, you were being too rude to Nazis? Yes, which is also why I got banned from Patreon. Uh, This is is not a a joke, right? You're not pulling, this isn't April 1st. I'm not joking at all. I'm not joking. Don't get me wrong. I was very rude. Uh, rude, rude, or inciting violence. What was the excuse they gave? Well, obviously, I wasn't inciting violence. But, but no, how I did was, they, how, was... how, you know? I, I'm trying to internalize what too rude was. Too, too rude is. Um... Uh, so I, I come from the sort of Ricky Gervais school of uh, <laughs> of, of how things, how words work. Right? Yes. And so, you know, I I feel that the intent. And the method of the use of the word is what is really what matters, uh, not the word itself. Right. Um, because you can you can make very sweet sounding words sting like lashes, or you can make very harsh sounding words actually sound actually more more soft, yeah. um, depending on how they're used. Uh, and so, but that's not how Twitter the, or, or Patreon view these things. And are you are you uh, are you glad to be back? I am glad to be back, and I'm I'm a I'm a nice tweeter now. I don't I don't. Tweet <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't even know until I was prepping for the show. My associate producer said, "And he's back on Twitter." Well, I'm going to check that out right after the show today. We're talking to Carl Benjamin Sargon of ACAD, the Lotus Eaters podcast. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. If you enjoy our one-on-ones with the real experts, with the newsmakers, follow us. Go to Spotify. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka. America First. Never miss an episode. Leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends. And if you're still looking for those. 
last-minute stocking stuffers for Christmas, go to sebgorkastore.com. We've got a Christmas special, the mug, the tumbler, and one of our America First hats, $15 off, the challenge coins, the sweatshirts, you name it, sebgorkastore.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A-Store.com. Who gets the liver? Friends, are you ready for Christmas? Have you done all your shopping? If that is the case, would you spare a thought for the more than one and a half million children in America who are incredibly vulnerable this Yuletide? Why? Because they have a mother or father in prison. Through no fault of their own, they, they feel as if maybe they did something wrong. And 70% plus of them will end up behind bars themselves. We want to break that cycle. And you've already donated more than $300,000 to get a Christmas gift to one of these children chosen by their incarcerated parent with a message of love from their mother or father and also a children's gospel. Make a difference. Help these children feel a little bit more loved this Christmas. It's one of the most blessed things you can do. Please support the Prison Fellowship Angel Tree Program. Just go to my website, sebgorka.com, and click on the Angel Tree banner at the very top. And then make your donation. $125 is five children who will feel a little bit more loved. Do it today. You can call them directly to make your donation on 888-206-2794. That's 888-206-2794. Or just go to sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com, and the Angel Tree banner. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Carl, let's stay on Twitter for a bit. Then we'll talk about Trump. Then we'll talk about what the uh, status of our civilization is, the uh, English-speaking peoples. So we are, what, week three, I guess, week three into the uh, hashtag Twitter files drops. At the beginning, I caused a little bit of a stir. The left put me in headlines along with Hunter Biden and Elon Musk because I said, uh, Really, this is underwhelming when it comes to the first Twitter drop. You're telling me the Democrat Party worked with their kith and kin ideologically at Twitter. Oh, I'm shocked. I'm surprised. I want to see some pay dirt. Well, here is audio from a Twitter spaces that I was invited on where I asked Elon, where's the real, real deal? Where's the smoking gun? Let's play that audio. A lot of people are confused that uh, it's a First Amendment issue, what was dumped um, by Matt Taibbi. The First Amendment uh, uh, concerns government suppression. So anything that happened before January the 20th isn't First Amendment unless it was the Biden administration afterwards. So for those who think that, you know, we've got the smoking gun um, and they don't need to wait for anything else, could you address that issue, Mr. Musk? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, actually, there there are issues if um, if there's election interference before the government, because uh, uh, you know um, that, that that's that that's, uh, that that is, I think, an issue. It's certainly, uh, uh, Twitter. I it would appear that Twitter falsely claimed that there was not uh, election interference, um, but. It, Right, but that, 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 has to, that has to do with in-kind contributions. That's a very different kind of thing, and it is, it is criminal. But, but can you tell us if there's, you know, there will be more smoking guns coming? 
Yeah, I think there will be more smoking guns because the obvious next question is, well, what happened after the election? Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably the right thing for episode two. Um, is what happened after the election. And how long do we have to wait for episode two? Uh, I don't know. I'll check with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> So he says, I don't know. I'll check with Matt, Matt Taibbi. So it's clear that he hasn't read the documents. He's handing them over to these erstwhile left-wing conservatives. But he did say, I think there are smoking guns, plural. Uh, Give us your analysis to what we've witnessed in the last three weeks. Uh, Surprise, no surprise, expectations. Are you excited by what Elon Musk is doing? I I think your analysis there that we just listened to is actually spot on. It mirrors very much my analysis I gave on the podcast the other day when we covered this. Uh, It is obvious that the the Silicon Valley tech giants have been colluding with the Democrats. Uh, And it is nice to have final confirmation. They can no longer call us conspiracy theorists, obviously. However, like you said, it doesn't seem that we have any direct uh, evidence of technical illegalities here um they are actually free to ask them to do this and twitter is actually free to say yes we'd love to do everything you ask us so uh, this this really does confirm what we already knew but doesn't tell us anything new and i don't think provides us with a smoking gun now i don't know what will happen with the the um potential fauci files that he's teased um but overall though i have to say There is something useful and empowering about what's going on here, right? Because you can see that the left is very, very annoyed Mm -hmm. at Elon Musk for doing any of this. And Elon Musk, even if nothing of particular substance comes of this, has shown that actually he's willing to be... uh, just actually go out to try and level the playing field and say, well, listen, I'm not going to show partisan favoritism here. He did say the Trump administration or the Trump administration had requested certain things taken down as well. It's just there was an obvious dis, uh, disparity between the amount that was removed. So, I mean, we don't know, obviously, and fingers crossed. But I think that the spirit of what Elon is doing is in the right, uh, in the trim, as it were. Yeah. You know, I think I think Elon is showing himself to actually be public-spirited in this regard. Because at the end of the day, there are going to be lots of people in the Democrat Party who actually despise the way the Democrat Party runs and wish that it wasn't such a hive of corruption. And the only way that they can clear out the corruption within their own party is by having it exposed as well. Because I think there are lots of people in America these days who who just... It's not that they like the Republican Party. And I have to say, I don't especially like the Republican Party (laughs) either. I like Republicans, but the Republican Party, you can see, is kind of institutionally sick. Just the Democrat Party is so much sicker than the Republican Party. It's, It's remarkable. And... There's there's never an admission that they've ever done anything wrong. Right. Now, and that is just that is just the worst. Whenever you have someone who like Joe Biden should just be able to hold his hands up and say, yes, I did wrong on that. I did wrong on the other. But whenever you you have a, a position, a, a, a person who's taking a position in which there is zero fault on their part, a you know, that person's a liar. But B, you know they're covering something up. Um, and, of course, I mean, you know, the, the, I could go through the laundry list of things that the Democrat Party have done wrong. And, then, you know, I'll save your your listeners the time because they already know, I imagine. Um, but the 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 real takeaway from this, in my opinion, is that at least one platform in Silicon Valley is now under the control of someone 
who isn't a rabid ideological partisan. Yeah, that's that's a big deal. And also, if you look, you know, there are more influential platforms in terms of penetration, such as Facebook or demographics like TikTok and, of course, you know, Google search engine. But when it comes to the media and the news, Twitter is it. I mean, that's where the establishment journalists live. So that that is significant in and of itself. We're talking to the host of the Lotus Eaters podcast. He's Sargon of a card, lotuseaters.com. He's back on Twitter. Sargon is back on Twitter. Follow him today. I'm Sebastian Gorka. You're listening to America First one-on-one. We are on all social media platforms bar the fascistic YouTube. So follow us as well. Guarantee that you never, ever miss any of our interviews, our monologues, our special guests, and our one-on-ones. Follow us on Twitter, Truth Social, Instagram, Facebook, <gasps> Parler, Getter, Clout Hub, SalemNewsChannel.com, and most recent of all, my Substack. Yes, for exclusive content. It's my whole name is one word, SebastianGorka.Substack.com. Guarantee that you never, ever miss a nanosecond of America First. That's SebastianGorka.Substack.com. Follow us on all those platforms. MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest betting sale ever and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, and so much more, all with the deals happening right now. They are also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code GORKA, or call 800-829-8468 to get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. That's MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. America First. If you enjoy America First, support those who make it possible. A great patriots like Mike Lindell, the left wants to destroy him. You heard what he told us here on our show just about a month ago. Three unmarked FBI vehicles uh, ambushed him at a Hardee's drive through and demanded that he hand over his cell phone. Why? Because he's a conservative. The big box stores have canceled his products, but he is never going to give up. If you're still looking for some Christmas gifts, check out 150 items at MyPillow.com. He's got some amazing BOGO offers for Christmas. Use my name for up to 66% off. Treat yourself. Treat a loved one. The MyPillow is so good, he sold 72 million of them. Yeah, it's really that good. President Trump loves them. My whole team uses them. I travel with a MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code G-O-R-K-A or call them on 800-829-8468. That's 800-829-8468. MyPillow.com. Promo code G-O-R-K-A. So let's look at one aspect of, of the Twitter files. It plugs in, I think, to the broader analysis um, of the nature of the left today. 
And I, I see one thing that's very, very telling. Nobody's surprised that, you know, left in D.C., left works with left in California. But when you see these screenshots being released of the internal dashboards of, you know, the, the, the Twitter, you know, sensorati, and they build tabs. They actually build tabs that say blacklist search or de-amplify. <clears throat> Smart people don't do that. That's like saying, oh, here's my, f- I'm a murderer, and I'm going to put my fingerprint on the gun and then take a photograph of the fingerprint with my phone and then put it up on my Twitter. These aren't very smart people, are they, Carl? I wouldn't say that. I think a lot of them actually are very smart really? people. Yes, but, and that, and honestly, this is one of the things that the conservatives need to need to remember is that a lot of leftists are actually very smart. They are also insanely arrogant because not in their wildest dreams did they think that the richest man in the world was going to come along and simply buy their platform. But but for me, start- but for me, that's a semantic debate, okay? Because I agree they're arrogant, but if your arrogance is so high that you do tactically dumb things. You're not smart because how could you not imagine that somebody could buy your company? That means you're not really smart. You may be book learned. You may have a nice piece of paper from Harvard. But for me, that's not smart. That, that, and that that is very fair. Uh, that that is uh, that you could definitely sort of zoom out and take a a broader perspective on that, and then assess that actually this was short sighted of them. Uh, but I suppose you know I would I, they are intellectually intelligent people however like i said and like you said uh, they they are ignorant in many ways and i just think this was beyond the scope of what they thought could happen i don't think they thought that this was ever going to come to light and then there was one particular quote from yoel roth uh, where he uh, he was asked by jack dorsey to write the report in simpler language so it was easier to understand. And he, he put a little note underneath it saying, you know, God forbid, it sounds like he's going to release this to the public. <laughs> it's like, right, there we go. That's right. everything you need to know written in one sentence about the entire culture within Twitter. Any kind of sunlight being the best disinfectant was going to kill these parasites. Right. And look what's happened. Elon Musk has fired almost all of them. Yeah. The platform was working just as well as it's ever worked. And almost all of the people who were the problem with the, the entire company are gone. And your Roth, I guess, was right to be concerned. Now, you, you follow American politics very closely on your show. Given what you've said about the establishment GOP, what you know, Bannon has called the Uniparty, do you have any expectation that there will be political ramifications there may be individuals who bring you know court cases class action suits but really will there actually be concrete consequences for what we're finding out or is is the swamp too far gone the swamp is definitely too far gone uh but that i think is secondary to whether this is a primary concern for voters because i think that one thing that we in this sort of commentariat have to remember is that this is very important to us because twitter is a major tool for information dissemination however if you're not invested in the same way that we are this may seem like a sideshow to you and i mean you may be the average americans like well duh look it's in california who cares you know get on with your lives um and so it could well be that we have an amplified view of the importance of this in politics more broadly. Uh, so I, where, well, where I do think the conservatives are obviously totally justified in pointing out that this was a partisan Democrat organ that has been taken from the Democrat Party, and so this level of corruption, we all knew was happening. 
it may be that outside of particular political commentary circles, this is not very important. So really, I think that people like Trump should stick to the core message, which is Biden's destroying America. Yeah. We don't want to see America destroyed. Biden's actually letting the American world order collapse around us, which I actually think is very unwise. So maybe uh, we should do something about it. You know, sticking to that core message is what I think really resonates with the average American. And I do think what you mentioned previously, that, you know, the next tranche of, you know, the COVID files, or the Fauci files, that, that is an issue that affects everybody who lost a grandmother, lost a business. So that, that there will be a, a political blow blowback that may be unavoidable if if we get some pay dirt in those disclosures. We're talking to the host of the Lotus Eaters podcast, Sargon of Akkad. Follow him now back on Twitter. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First coming to you from just outside the insalubrious, fetid, rank, malodorous swamp that is Washington, D.C. From the ReliefFactor.com studios. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating. Half a million Americans right now, me included. If you've tried everything else and failed to find relief, try this product available for just nineteen ninety five the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. Call today, 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. We have a limited amount of time left, and there's two big issues I want to hit with you. Got to talk about what President Trump has done in the last few days, what he's done in the last year. Get your take, because I think it's going to be an interesting one. But before we get to that, I've been trying to connect dots on my radio show and my TV show, and it's got a lot of um, resonance, clearly, with with viewers and and listeners. The whole transgender um, extremism. And connecting the dots between Balenciaga, between Sam Brinton, the, you know, Louis Vuitton transgender thief, what's happening in the hospitals, in the schools. um, I think that this is this is the catalytic issue. This is for most people who are apolitical. If there is hope to bring back Western civilization from the brink, when when you hear the targeting of children, you know, mm. 
pubescent children, by surgeons, by hospitals, enough people are going to say, even if they're not Republicans, Democrats, conservatives or whatever, this is wrong. Am I putting too much faith in this <clears throat> issue or do you think the average person's response to the transgender extremists is going to be the wake up moment? I do actually agree with you completely. I think that this has been a massive wake up moment for many. And this is the important part parents across the country and across my country, across your country, just the, the English speaking world where this ideology is taking root, because this is invading the home. Yeah. They are giving young people and um, very young people, teenagers, a, a set of instructions in, on how to essentially attempt to morally upbraid their parents in order to overthrow the sort of you know natural familial hierarchy of a household in order to try and force the parents to deny reality. Yeah. And that is insane. That's actually a, a crazy gambit that they are playing. But, but it's, with also, it's also classically position. Maoist. I mean, oh, yeah, to absolutely. drive the wedge, to you know, drive the wedge between the child and the parent. We've seen this before, Carl. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This, this, you are right. Nothing new under the sun. It's also, I think, probably the most evil thing the left is capable of doing. Yeah. Uh, and any any healthy worldview uh, would seek to reinforce family bonds and make parents and children love each other more, not less. And so, when you have this kind of virulent venom that is pumped into the minds of children and causes them to try and overthrow the moral authority of their own parents, you know that didn't come from themselves. Right. That's not what children try to do. And it also is not to their own benefit. I mean, how is it good to put children at odds with their own parents for children? It's, of course, awful. Uh, but but like, like I was saying, it, it's also the most audacious thing the left can do because it is to force people to deny the reality that they see in front of their own eyes. Uh, the, 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 the peak uh, position of the party in 1984, as well puts it, uh, the, the most important thing, because if they can get you to deny that a man is a man and a woman is a woman, well, what is off the table from that point right. onwards? That's it. They've got everything. Uh, a few weeks ago at Mar-a-Lago, we were there. We heard the president announce his uh, campaign for re-election. And uh, he talked about this issue, the targeting of the most vulnerable in our society, how we've got to stop the uh, mutilation, the sterilization of children. Uh, yesterday on my show, I, I uh, took to task his communications team for dropping that crazy NFT thing on the same day that he actually dropped a very serious policy video, a substantive and good policy video that was drowned out by this commercial venture. Uh, I want to get your take on, on where he's at right now. Two years is a lifetime in politics, so he can yeah. win if he's got the right team. But talk to us about, from the other side of the pond, how you're seeing a 45 and his chances of being 47. I didn't know he dropped a policy video. <laughs> What was that's the, the problem? He did. He did. He did. A, he did a, 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 what was it? Three. What was it, Eric? Like a three-minute-long policy video on the freedom of speech, and it was oh, you know really? it was nicely produced, yeah. and it dropped the same morning as the trading card thing. And I, I, I texted Marlago. I texted, texted his head of comms, and saying, "Dude, what the hell are you doing? Dropping it on the same day? Nobody's talking about the policy video." Yeah, I, I didn't even know it existed. Like, and uh, okay, that that's actually staggering mismanagement actually um the, this this leads into the, the the problem that i think trump is having at the moment um it's actually one of relevance right because at the moment nothing much is happening and he he's not in a position to make things happen and so without uh you know i i 
I do respect the fact that he made his own social media network. Actually, uh, this is the same thing. The, that the true social Lotus platform. Exactly. Yeah. This is the same thing we've done with Lotus It's it's good to have something that you're in control of. So the the tyrants at Silicon Valley, if they choose to simply go right, that's you done. Uh, you have a backup, and you right. you can continue to exist. Um, however. The situation has changed. Now, I realize that he may be in some way legally obligated to use Truth Social, maybe exclusively, mm -hmm. um, but he, he really needs to, I think, speak to whoever his backers are, whoever has this uh, contract with him, and, and say, look, we, we actually lose a lot of impact by this being the case. I mean, maybe some sort of privileged access to his statement. So if he, he has to post on Truth Social and then it can be automatically posted on Twitter or something like right. this. But but while he's in this silo, he he is controllable because what the left can do is they can take anything they want from his feed and then post it on Twitter or in their news articles and then that's that. But as far as they're concerned, and I, I realize there's probably a few million people using Truth Social, but he had like 100 million people on Twitter. Right. And so... They understand that, that that's that's a silo, but that's of course supporters who already are going to vote for him anyway. You know, that's not persuading new people. Whereas if he has his message on the giant megaphone, which and everyone knows that Trump's Twitter account was like his flaming sword <laughs> when he would go after someone, and it was it was beautiful and I loved it. And I really want him to come back because it was that the fact that it was in their space that he was swinging this sword, yeah. that's what made it powerful. And that's what drove them crazy. And that's why there was literally an insane cult inside of Twitter who admitted that he had broken the rules, right. but needed to get rid of him because they saw him as a terrorist. And as, a, as a, I mean, they literally called him a Nazi in their own trust and safety documents. So the, he, he needs to find a way to come back to impact the public dialogue not just the maga dialogue because obviously he commands that on truth right. social no he does he does and you know i only post now and again just segments from my show on truth social and organically without bots it's already like six hundred thousand followers but it's the maga universe so you're absolutely right yeah. very wise words being the you know the the sort of justice on somebody else's platform is why he had 93 94 million followers so here's my recommendation maralago and i'll send this to you guys formally have somebody else post on his account if he's got non-compete staff with his financiers at truth social then have his press people post on his account of course telling them what to post but then you get around the uh, the legal obstructions we're talking to the host of the lotus eaters podcast carl benjamin sargon of back on twitter i'm sebastian gorka this is america first coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios if you've tried to find pain relief if you failed with everything you've tried do what i did over three years ago order relief factor at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I guarantee you, if your pain is inflammation-based, you have a chance to be pain-free by the end of three weeks. You've got to stick on it daily, twice for three weeks, but it is now liberating half a million Americans, me included. You should be the next person. There's only one way to find out, but it's super easy. Call Relief Factor at 800-500-8384 and order the three-week quick starter pack for the paltry sum of nineteen ninety-five. Otherwise, you can go to relieffactor.com, but do it today. relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com.
about, you know, Burkean principles in the civilization. Are you an optimist or are you a pessimist? I actually, um, I am actually a natural optimist. I actually have a lot of faith in human agency uh, and in our, in our collective agency. I think that actually, if we work together, we can do whatever we want, actually, uh, practically within reason. So I, I am naturally optimistic, but there's no denying we are in quite a dark period at the moment. Things I think are not going well on the world stage, and things are also not going well internally to our own civilizations. The, there's a different, not, not necessarily a different kind of rot, but it's expressing itself in different ways in America and in the United Kingdom and in Canada, and which is practically gone, gone. I would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, New Zealand as well, you know, the, 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 the Anglosphere is is suffering under a weight of its own lack of self-conviction. Is, um, is there a we, hankering, at least in the UK, for a, uh, a classic conservative party? Th- without a doubt. One of, the, one of the interesting things you find in the United Kingdom is the support for each party is always given in percentiles. But actually, this isn't representative of people switching sides. What happens in the United Kingdom when the Conservative Party is phenomenally low in the polls it is because people simply refuse to assent to supporting them. It isn't that they go to the other side. It's they say, no, I'm just going to let you get crushed at the next election. They're just disgusted because, with their party. Yes. Yeah, because you don't represent me. And in no way does the Conservative Party represent Conservatives over here. Uh, and so it, it, is, it is bad. And the Reform Party has been on the upswing recently as a protest movement. Uh, this is Nigel Farage's yes. retooled Brexit Party, which for anyone watching who happens to be in the United Kingdom, go and support. Do not support the Conservative Party. They are a captured party and uh, by, by the World Economic Forum. So do not support them. Support the Brexit Party. Support Nigel Farage. Let's see if we can get some motion over here, which would be good. Uh, but I'm, I'm actually not terribly optimistic because I think come the next election, we're going to end up with uh, Keir Starmer, who has recently put out a manifesto that essentially wants to reenact the French Revolution over here. Uh, it seeks to essentially break apart the United Kingdom into a series of semi-autonomous provinces, which sounds like it could end up like the American Republic, but of course it won't. It'll end up like the French Republic. But also Britain isn't a social contract society. We actually don't have the same long tradition that the United States has. And the the, the reason I think that the United States works so well is because actually, if you think about the, the social contract the United States has, it's very limited, actually. It speaks mainly about the government and the people. It has nothing to say about how the people deal with one another. So it rests on deep conservative and religious foundations and so yeah that works great actually as long as you have americans and people who believe in americanism running it but we're not like that we haven't got that tradition and keir starmer is obviously very influenced by continental ideas so he's going to try and bring over a french style republican view and impose that on this ancient constitutional monarchy uh, it's going to go badly. I think it's going to be horrendous, to be honest. Been talking to a modern day de Tocqueville. Follow him at the Lotus Eaters podcast. He's back on Twitter, Sargon Avocard. I'm wishing you and your kin a very, very Merry Christmas. You've been listening to America First One on One with me, your host, Sebastian Gorka. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on a swivel. Watch your six. Hold the line. Never give up. Never give in. And stay frosty. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.